mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and good morning. Welcome to this, the second episode of Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue. So this time I thought I'd do, uh, I would try a different format. Uh, rather than reading from an article that I've written before, I thought I would just sort of dive in and engage you in kind of organic, off-the-top-of-the-head discussion. And I was mostly prompted by this by um, an article that I just saw uh, let's see, yesterday evening I saw this over on Autoblog. It's titled, Why Self-Driving and Electric Cars Are Farther Away Than You Think. And I really wanted to dive in and talk about this because, frankly, these sorts of articles are getting pretty fatiguing to see all over the place. Um, they tend to be remarkably short-sighted. They leave out a bunch of really relevant and important facts and data. And in any event... At the very least, they are frankly really counterproductive. We don't need articles like this uh, trying to, I don't know, discourage or otherwise slow down the momentum that autonomous cars have been picking up in recent uh, months and certainly the past few years. So this kind of hit a delicate spot with me and I really wanted to kind of dive in and address this issue. Um, and that'll probably be it for this second episode here. And uh, again, as with the first episode, uh, our pilot that was published just yesterday, uh, by all means, make sure to dive in and kind of uh, leave a lot of feedback. Let me know what you think, uh, which of the two formats you prefer me reading more or less verbatim from something I've written um, or this sort of organic discussion. So, um, all right. So let's dive into this then, this article, right? So it kind of just starts addressing this notion that essentially, you know, autonomous cars are, after all, much further than we would like to believe, and electric cars too. Um, there's a study that's cited um, that says something like, you know, that it's, it's anticipating that only 3.8% of vehicles sold in 2030 will be capable of level 4 or 5 autonomy. Um, as you probably know, uh, and even if you don't know, uh, there are five different levels of autonomy that have been designated. Uh, level five is the sort where you can literally just get in the car, punch in your destination, and tune out. Just fall asleep, take a nap, or whatever else you feel like doing, and you will arrive safely. It'll transport you door to door. Level four is almost to that degree, but there is still a steering wheel for a human to take over. The point is, level five, there won't even be a steering wheel in the car. So the study goes on also to mention the notion that uh, apparently 90% of vehicles sold will still have conventional engines. Just 8% of them will be using pure electrification or fuel cells. So we hear a lot of things like this, right? And generally, it's just sort of getting to the point that, you know, especially considering how many vehicles are on the road, the amount of time it takes to replace these vehicles on the road, citing, for instance, the fact that in 2016, the average uh, vehicle on U.S. roads was nearly 12 years old. And so that if you do the math, blah, 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 eventually you realize it's going to take much, much longer than people would like to believe. Well, 
there's a lot of things here that just don't really add up. And in fact, um, to be fair, a lot of commentators have addressed a lot of the points that are being missed. Uh, for example, this doesn't consider the f- very likely, the very reasonable reality that the deployment of electric and fully autonomous vehicles will very likely be uh, accelerated by virtue of legal mandate uh, because so many urban cores, at least here in the U.S., not to mention elsewhere in the world, will in fact very possibly require an accelerated rollout of autonomous and indeed electric vehicles. Um, This is not a stretch of the imagination to imagine that very soon indeed we will need to roll these out at a quicker and quicker pace uh, to satisfy legal mandates. Secondly, let's not forget the whole um, hype cycle curve, right? Um, Electric vehicles are sort of at a different point along the curve to be sure. More people are more accepting of them now than before. But autonomous vehicles are still in the really, really early adopted early adopter phase, this is going to speed up considerably, just like all other forms of technology, as someone in the comments pointed out to this article, um, same was true even with smartphones. People thought, gosh, why would I need a smartphone? I don't need all that in my pocket. The acceptance and therefore the uptake of this tech and therefore the demand for this tech will increase its acceleration uh, and adaptation, no question about it whatsoever. So that's sort of one way to look at all this. But another thing that's really, really telling, really, really important, I think, and this is something else um, about which I wrote already, there's a question on Quora which kind of prompted this that I really, really liked. I think I may have been asked to answer this. I don't recall now. But in any event, the question says, what does the end game for self-driving cars look like? And I thought this was a really neat question. In fact, I <laughs> I began... Uh, Addressing that point, I started off by saying, man, I love this question. Seriously, this is awesome. Um, because after all, as I say, everyone's always writing about the, you know, all the opening moves of the autonomous car revolution, including myself. But really, it's the end game that's so seriously exciting, right? And I think you know, it's really, really important and exciting to see where we're really headed. Like, what is the real vision? What's going to be the result of this wide deployment of autonomous and indeed of electric cars. So I'm not going to do a verbatim read of this article uh, in whole or even in part, except for one brief portion here where I reference an interview, which, by the way, I really, really encourage you watching uh, with Elon Musk. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he is doing this interview in, I want to say in Denmark, so probably yeah, Copenhagen. I could be mistaken. Um, but do give the video a watch. Um, and basically, the he, he's trying to address, he's actually directly answering the question of precisely this point. You know, how long will it take um, autonomous and electric vehicles? And in, yeah, we're kind of lumping these all together because they, they, they essentially will be co-developed. So how long will it take them effectively to replace all the vehicles uh, on the road today. So here's how it works. Um, you you look at the total number of vehicles around the world today, all types of vehicles, and it turns out there are two and a half billion vehicles on the road today. You then look at what the total output of new vehicle production is in the world, 
And it turns out it's around 100 million per year. So with some very, very simple math, we can then find out that uh, it would take 25 years if all contemporary vehicle production were halted today. It would take 25 years to replace all vehicles on the road today with fully electric autonomous vehicles. Now, again, this is obviously just a mathematical a mathematically theoretical lower bound. This is not a practical number. It is not going to occur in 25 years. This is just saying, what is the mathematically theoretical lower bound of time, or if you like, what is the upper bound of uh, speed with which this could be deployed? Well, it would be 25 years. So, uh, yeah, again, obviously this is not really how fast it's going to roll out. So let's try to extrapolate from that and figure out what it's going to be. So as I discussed in this article, you know, and as Elon Musk tries to explain here, indeed, autonomous car and electric vehicle tech, it's going to grow at an exponential pace. So if we consider a lower bound of, you know, 20 to 30 years, and if we agree as we discussed at the start of this talk, that full freeway autonomy will probably start to be mandated by law sometime, let's say, around 2030. That's sort of my guess. Um, uh, And even then, it would really just start with the sort of, let's say, a carpool lane, for instance, and then gradually shift to more and more of the lanes. Um, I think it's reasonable to say that the vast majority of cars on American roads will support full freeway autonomy by about 2050 to 2060. Roads and streets being mandated will probably start to occur around 2040, which means we'll probably look at a complete replacement of all vehicular traffic with fully autonomous replacements in the 20 to in the 2060 to 2070 range. So roughly the mid to late 21st century. So again, this is just kind of trying to give a, a, a range, a, a practical range, um, within which we should expect to see autonomous and electric cars rolling out. Um, I don't think this is particularly uh, pessimistic at all. I think this is not, quote-unquote, further than we all think, to paraphrase uh, this other article. I mean, because if you think about it, if we start to mandate fully autonomous vehicles on freeways, you know, in about 20 years, and then shortly thereafter, say another 10 years beyond that, uh, on cities and local streets, uh, excuse me, cities, local streets, um, this is actually really impressively quick. Uh, This means that roughly between 10 to 20 years from now, we'll start seeing a lot of autonomous cars on the road, probably in the same way in which we've started seeing a lot of Teslas on the road generally, for example. And they will really start to be a thing between 20 and 40 years from now. And we're looking at a full, complete replacement, again, largely accelerated by mandated, you know, by legal mandate, that by the close of the 21st century, fully autonomous and electric vehicles will be the norm. So this is a really, really uh, compelling thing. It's a really fantastically amazing thing and it's um a really necessary thing you know this is a whole nother discussion we should get into later some other time um 
But what's really neat here is to sort of go back to this question of what is the end game then after all? Well, the end game is going to be some sort of a checkmate move. This is what I talk about in the article uh, in my answer to this question on Quora. And this checkmate move is going to be complete freedom of mobility and therefore of habitation generally. And indeed, optionally, of car ownership and management entirely. Because remember, once cars are fully autonomous and able to get you from door to door, you won't need to search for parking. Uh, Rather than your car being, well, parked for 99% of its life, it'll be able to autonomously shuttle around passengers, effectively earning passive income for you. And as I say, the holy grail really will be a negative cost of ownership. You'll actually be able to gain money with your car rather than losing money. But what's really neat about all this ultimately is just what it's going to do to the concept of cities and city design, right? Uh, Cities, for better or worse, will end up becoming more sprawled out as people can commute from further away. In fact, even using the commute is kind of a wrong word. Commuting will not even be a thing anymore. Uh, The very concept of what it means to commute will cease to be a thing because now that time spent getting from A to B will have an increase in productivity rather than a decrease. Uh, You can use that, frankly, for sleeping, uh, for working. Um, But in any event, it will not be just wasted as you transport yourself from A to B. So that's kind of a, I guess, a brief, but I think fairly detailed uh, overview into my criticism for articles like this that try to sort of throw cold water on the the, uh, sort of forecast of autonomous car electric car deployment and i think that you know why it's counterproductive at best and just plain wrong at worst to sort of make it sound like this is in fact going to be a very slow gradual deployment uh, and we shouldn't you know hold our breath as it were so um that's all i'm going to talk about here if only because I want to sort of stop before this gets too long and really get your input, your feedback. Let me know what you think, again, about this this format. Do you like this idea of having a discussion? Uh, if you do, by all means, engage with me. Uh, send me your messages. I promise to respond to whatever, you know, really warrants a good discussion. Uh, let's let's not be trolly and let's, uh, you know, let's be civil and um, let's just have a really cool discussion about this. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. All right. Well, thanks very much. Have a swell rest of the day and talk to you later. Bye-bye.